I love how I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but like yeah. you, you give a pastor like one little question, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, and they just, just go, go off. Yeah. Yes, bro. <laughs> well, welcome to the Soul Tapes podcast. My name is Adam Cruz. My name is Antonio Reyes, and we have a very special. Guest. We have with <laughs> us. We have with us the legend. <laughs> like, we want to introduce you because yes. you know, cool, cool, cool. we, we want to do it justice. Yes, uh, yes. But I think uh, we're excited today to have Pastor Jeffy. The only thing I can remember is Vallarta, but I know that's Vallarta. I was thinking of the grocery store, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't blame you because growing up with a lot of Puerto Ricans, yeah. hey. Puerto Ricans, hey. they would always call us Villarta. Ah, interesting. So, you know, so you're not with yeah. that often. Yeah. You just said Vallarta, like at the store, which I wish that was us, but <laughs> hey, it's all <laughs> good. That money, it's bro. all good. Yeah. But hey, we man, are, we're excited to yes. have you with us, honestly. Too, bro. Yes. And we love you. And, and honestly, I know that um, you're, if I know in the Enneagram, you're number five. So that means that you're, you're a Google. You know, you just have like information. <laughs> a living That's Google? Not, I, I yeah. got like a little iPad here. Oh, like, you have it right there? She's going to go at it? I'm a so, anyways, any I feel like anything that I throw you, you just have something to say about that. What, so. Whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, that's a, a pastoral, but yeah, that's true. That's a gift. <laughs> that's that's true, bro. That's true. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. you know, I think you know one thing we kind of talked about different topics that we could discuss today, mm-hmm. but I think you know you have a pretty incredible testimony, story, life. I mean, just in general, um, and I thought it'd be good if you can just like share. Share a little bit about your journey. You know, yep, you've sure. come a long way. You've been through a lot. Um, I think from the time that we've known each other, like you just have this ability to instill wisdom. Um, so, you know, I think it'd be cool for people just to hear a little bit more about your story. Uh, and then we can just go from there. I'm yep. sure we're going to pull nuggets and, and sure. all of that. So, so, so check this out for me. It's, it's every season you learn, right? Yep. And so this season, one of the things that I've been learning is, and I'll go back to 1983 in a little bit. Hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, three 80s so baby. Yeah, yeah 80s baby. <laughs> in 1983, which actually, yeah. the Raiders won the Super Bowl in that year, just letting you know. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't the last time though, but just, just it was one of the <laughs> yeah. three times. We'll talk about it later. But um, Pastor Josh, which you guys just had here, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said something a couple of, actually he said a month ago, and then he repeated it to me a week, couple of weeks ago, and I yeah. felt like he repeated it for a reason. You know when God wow. says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you something one more time? Yeah. Because he didn't get it. <laughs> and he said, he said, what you... Um, what you focus on or what you repeat yeah. or what you keep on pointing to you become mm-hmm. and so for me it's been so right now it's gonna be a little bit of I, i'm gonna navigate this with you guys yeah, because yeah. it's been a little bit of a struggle for me to share my testimony yeah. without it being something that keeps on defining me mm. that's, that's right? good bro and, that's it, good. and that's a struggle so i'm still trying to figure that out i think all like, of us yeah like what parts of it it I'm going to tell you this. I went to therapy, right? <laughs> yeah, I went to therapy. And I went to therapy, and um, my uh, therapist said, hey, uh, we're talking about relationships. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, when you get into... I'm going to go back to 1983 in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but my, my therapist said, hey, you know when people get into relationships, they don't share because they're you know, they uh, they're afraid. Or and I was thinking, no, but I usually always share my story. Yeah. You know, when I meet someone, I'll share my story. And, she, and I said, you know what? I said, I'm not that person. I'm actually... I guess I'm healthy because I share my story all the time. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, you're, you're one of those. Oh. And I was like... <laughs> Oh snap! What, like whoa, what does that whoa, mean? Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that. Look, look, look what they said. They said, um, he, it was he. I said she, but it was he. Uh, he said, um, he said, oh, you share, kind of telling the person, look, all I've been through, don't hurt me. Mm. So 
the person that doesn't share shares be, doesn't share because they're afraid of being hurt. Yeah. Well, you overshare so that they would hurt you if they already know what you've mm. been through. Bro, that's that's and, good. And that's it good, sucks yeah. because then, uh, like everything else, the ba- the balance is in in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trying to find that place. Yeah. So going back to 1983, the day I was born. Yeah. And uh, and I'm gonna tell you why that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I was born December December 24th, 1983, yeah. which mm-hmm. mean meant that God not only took my my life. Yeah. He also took my birthday, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get to have no birthdays December 24th because everyone's at church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the first trauma part. Uh, I don't know if that's a, you know, it's funny because Vanessa's birthday is uh, October 31st. Oh, so okay. I'm like, people usually equate that to, you know, not good things. So. <laughs> well, hold on. That, so that would, be, that would be, that's a trip. So like if me and Vanessa are in a room, it's like December 24th, uh-huh. the most holiest day in the calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 31st oh, when the demons right come out. <laughs> Damn, hey, bro. but you know what? The cool thing is God redeemed that because, you know, churches, we always do like harvest events yeah. and stuff. So she always spent her birthdays at church. Okay. Well, can, I trip, can I trip you out a little bit more? <laughs> yeah. So October 31st, 1517 yeah. was the day that Martin Luther uh, put those 95 Refer- theses. Reaffirm. Yeah. It? Uh, so it's the day of ref- the reform. 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 So look, she was born like on a hey, historic uh, day. Historic, there you go. You know, yeah. Christian day. But well, so... um. Uh, I was born in 1983. I was born to a, a, a pastor. Yeah. You know, my mom, my dad, they were pastoring. And uh, my grandfather had pastored, uh, started 160 churches before he died. So I come from like a really wow. strong Christian family. Yeah. Um, well, entre comillas, right? Like quotes, like yeah. strong. Um, and my mom, since the day I was, I can remember my mom, like wanted me to become a preacher or a yeah. pastor. I was a firstborn. Hey, hey, shout hey. Out. hey you know, like, uh, so, um, my my uh, my mom just like seven years old first sermon wrote yeah. everything out whatever it may be. This is a thing that kind of like was messed up. They didn't do it on purpose, but they they set me so much up to to have success. Yeah. They they like taught me everything about success. They never spoke to me about failure. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so like like if you know like I, so I felt like I could go into a, like a mega church yeah. and be successful because yeah. I know how to be successful in a successful place. Yeah. It's when when they place me in a place where where it's not successful, where it's hard, where it's yeah. difficult. You know, they place you in a city like LA, where like there's churches in every corner. Yeah, yeah. And you're competing, quote unquote, with yeah. other people and other stuff. So I had a, a nice childhood. You know, all this nice stuff that happened to me. I did leave church, and I'll, I'll leave that for another day because I, I feel like that part of my story, uh, even for me, it's hard to believe. Like like uh, 1996 till about 1999. Uh, which were like for me my trouble years. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of eight junior highs. I got kicked out of five high schools. I was arrested for tagging. That was my thing. I was a tagger. Yeah. I don't know if I was good, but that's what I was. <laughs> I came back to to God. Um, you know, to the place of the church of my parents. Yeah. Um, I was if they had a Christian yearbook, I yeah. would have been the most likely to have a wonderful marriage. Yeah. You know, if I there was a Christian yearbook, I would be the most likely to have a successful ministry. Yeah. Because that's what they put in my heart and mm-hmm. my mind. So when I get married and I find this uh, um, pastor's daughter and all that kind of stuff, and I mean she she sang, which is perfect for a preacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was a pastor's daughter, which was fir- perfect for a preacher. She liked hymns, which is perfect for an old-fashioned preacher. Yeah. <laughs> so she had all these good these good things that like kind of uh, complemented the things I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, we have uh, four miscarriages. Uh, first ones were twins. Lose uh, all those babies. Yeah. It messed up with her faith, mm. and at some point, uh, it just ended up creeping into our marriage. Yeah. And one day, I'm a pastor of a church with a lot of potential, and yeah. the next day, I'm divorced. 
Hmm. And um, divorced with a, with a little boy of a year and two months old who we just had adopted three months before my wow. wife bounced, wow. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that for me, yeah. from that day all the way up to 1983, everything is like kind of a blur. It kind of seems like all my life now has been focused on what happened after that. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and it's crazy because um, um, when people kind of don't know your, your story, yeah. they could piggyback off of a lot of stuff that you sit down and you think, oh yeah, yeah that, that did happen to me, but it, I don't know why it doesn't have the same value that yeah. it has for other people. And I think that failure has a way of just shifting your perspective on, on any story, yeah. yours or somebody else's, Yeah, you know? And so like, like I feel like from that point to, uh, what, what was it, 2013? Yeah. Um, um, December 2013, which was when everything went kind of down. Yeah. Um, I, I, like all that got packed up a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like my life changed so much after that. Yeah. Um, at that moment, uh, being a single dad of a quote unquote kind of sort of not really, but yeah, Pentecostal church in South Central mm-hmm. uh, with the kind of story, family story that I had. Like, I didn't see how I was going to make it, bro. Yeah. Like, of honestly, I, I didn't. Um, and so, he, well, let me stop you. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Just there's because, a lot. I, yeah. yeah well, I was going to say, because you, you brought up, there's there's something that you're kind of bringing up as far as this. You grew up with this, this, you were taught this idea or like that you were going to be like success was not mm-hmm. even an option. It was like inevitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you get married, you get in, you know, you have your starting your ministry with your church. And now you just said you got to this point where you felt like success was almost impossible. Yeah. So like, just like unpacking that, like what, when you got to that moment, like looking back at what, when you, what you were raised with versus what was the reality of your, <laughs> of your, of that, you know, 2013 or whatever that time frame was like, you know, cause I feel like a lot of people, we get into those seasons where we have this idea of what our future is going to look like. And then mm-hmm. we get to the reality of it. And it doesn't look like exactly. And, you know, some people, I think we, you know, we have people that listen that aren't maybe believers or Christians. So they just, they, 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 but they share the same exact experiences. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just like continuing to unpack that, like, what was that moment for you when you had that realization of like, dang, like I'm here now in a season where success, what I used to think was just going to be an inevitable part of my story. Now I feel like I, it's almost like, you're like almost at a point where you feel like this is, I don't even know if I'm ever going to experience yeah. it. Like yeah. unpacking that moment. Can you unpack that a little bit? All right. I'm, I'm going to give you a little example because, uh, um, you're a preacher. This just happened. This just happened not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, the season starting, the NBA season starting. Yeah. And there's no way the Lakers are not going to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Like they just won last year. They're yeah. on a roll. But that moment where, where, where I don't know who stole the ball from LeBron. Yeah. On game six, and you're like, yeah. No matter what happens now, yeah. no matter what happens, even if if LeBron the next minute goes on and like and just shoots, the yeah, crazy, they, they're not gonna win. Yeah, yeah. like we're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, I think that's what it was. It was like like stuff uh, like stuff start uh, like crumbling down. And and honestly, to be to be honest with you, it was my marriage when my marriage went out the window. There was this. 
and now I got to kind of check myself because there was this desire, God, please like restore my marriage. Please like let her, let her come back. Let, you know, I'll forgive her. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if in the back of my head, it was like, man, because if that happens, this is going to like, this will redeem my ministry. It will be like, mm. this would be the story that like would actually like propel it to the next yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. Because imagine I forgave somebody who did this and that, you know, which is not which important Which happens now. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's the story of many of them. But I think that I wanted that so badly more yeah. than anything else because of people. Yeah. Right. Because, because, uh, um, once the marriage kind of went out the window, like everything kind of, it was like a domino effect. Yeah. Then the church looks at you like, okay, so what are you going to preach now? Right. Yeah. I mean, you were just encouraging us so much and telling us everything's going to be all right about our own life and look at yours. Right. And mm -hmm. no matter what I try to say, like, this is God has a purpose for it's, you know, yeah. like I didn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so like, I even stopped preaching for a while because I would preach and then I was like, my voice would crack, bro. And I would just like start crying mm -hmm. in the pulpit. Right. Yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, when it, when that was over, I remember I told the church, "Hey, you know what? I, I think I gotta I gotta I gotta stop." And their answer was, "Look, you don't have, just stop preaching. As long as you're sitting in the front row and we see you there, like we're with you." And it, it goes back to the whole thing of like, uh, "All right, all right, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go through that because yeah. this is gonna save my ministry. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever I they have told me, I'm a I, I was born for, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And what <laughs> I didn't know was." Yeah. That yeah yeah God God had created me with, with a purpose to be able to accomplish and reach people, but He was transforming what type of people I was yeah. going to be reaching. Mm -hmm. It was not going to be the people who like have it all together and you know like they they know how to have success. It was going to be the other yeah. type of people. And so I felt it took actually to be honest, I, I I don't think I could pinpoint a moment where I said I had that aha. It was more like oh snap yeah mm -hmm. like like. I'm done. Like talking about like the moment where you think it's over. Yeah. Like it was like, that's it. Um, and I, cause I have, I had a couple of moments in my house where I, where I just felt like, I don't even, I don't know want to, I don't know if I want to go back yeah. to pastoring. Like, you know, I was kind of sort of in a weird way, embarrassed to see people yeah. because one part of me was like, I cannot talk bad about my relationship with my wife because mm -hmm. what if I get back with her? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. What if God redeems this yeah. and I mess it up with my words. Yeah. And then another part of me was like, man, Heck no, who cares? Like, like, and I think that if I, if I could put it in a word, in a phrase, I would say that the first two, three years of, after my divorce, mm -hmm. uh, of the divorce, I was a prisoner of hope. Mm -hmm. Not in a good way though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I don't know if that's like something, something that a lot of us sometimes struggle with, Yeah. yeah. but this whole idea of like, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna keep on pushing because you know, like I, I feel, I'm hoping that this is going to get better. Yeah. But I think at some point, sometimes so bad because it's not what you want to hear <laughs> yeah uh, sometimes you got to quit yes yeah because what you're doing is wrong mm. yeah well you're qu you're not qu you're quitting uh false reality yeah, yeah so yeah. like that's something that you know i talk about with like my ep like my role models like my ep that i put out like that there's a lot there of of killing a dream that is actually holding you back because you're not really living in reality you're mm -hmm. living in the dream yeah and the dream is just a false hope like you said mm -hmm. like that that hope that's actually you're a slave to because you're it's not it's unrealistic it's mm -hmm. not even at that point for you you're realizing it's probably never going to happen mm -hmm. and that's hurts that's a real oh, place does. yeah especially yeah. when you invested so, so much time you know yeah of course uh, i think charles barkley one time back in the 80s or 90s he uh basketball player he said, um, uh, I ain't nobody role model, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah that's the, the sample I use on my EP. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's crazy because he wouldn't have become the voice he is now 
if he would have focused on let me do everything right because people are looking at me yeah. mm-hmm. he actually pe- like i just saw like a documentary on on the uh, on his show and the thing that people say is hey you always get honesty with him and it doesn't mean that you can't be a role model and be honest but for him yeah being a role model for him meant i gotta stop being me mm-hmm. mm. you know and so again and, and at least for me it was like and you guys are not gonna maybe maybe you won't believe this but up to the day that i got uh, um i got uh, divorced and my church was like mentally we're, we're new school yeah uh, 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 visually we were old school so mm-hmm. even asura noemi came to preach at my church yeah and i told her hey i got some people here that don't they won't stand a woman with pants mm-hmm. do you wear skirts Mm-hmm. And, she, and, yeah, and she later That's told crazy. me she later told me that I was the last church she said yes to when they put that as a like wow. requirement yeah. she's like you know because and it was right if she, probably if she would have said no it would have forced my growth right mm-hmm. yeah I'm so happy she went and I still remember the sermon she preached but it was like it, when my divorce happened and I and everything was stripped away from me yeah it was almost like I said okay okay now that you got rid of all the stuff that I didn't give to you that church gave to you, your parents gave to you, your friends gave to you, you mm. gave to you. Now that it's like that there's nothing on the table, let me start putting things on the table. Yeah. And that's where I felt like God started like reshaping my theology. He started reshaping the way I pastored, the way I did church, what I cared about, what I didn't care about. I mean, I still struggle with like people pleasing. Yeah. That's yeah. and that has to do with my childhood. I still yeah. struggle with like what people think, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I'm aware of it now. Like yeah. now it could be like, oh, it's creeping up, you know, like, oh, yeah. man, you know, but it's like that, that space and you're hundred percent right. That is not so much quitting because quitting sounds like a bad word. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and like, you know, you, you, we don't quit, but how, how much damage can we cause others and ourselves when we don't let go of something that we should let go? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's crazy, like 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 uh, how that that hurts us, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me tap into something that we always talk. I think you and I um, talk several times about this, right? And perhaps this is probably the most Christian ad podcast that we ever have. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you it, God, I can say a bad word if you want. I can no. <laughs> I, I mean that, that would make it. We could have, we could, right. It could be the most Christian, yeah. the most heathen yeah, one. Yes, at yes, the same time. Hey, December thirty fourth uh, and October thirty one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so one of the things oh that is, one of the things yeah. that we always talk about, right, uh-huh. is um, uh, in the narrative of the Bible. You know, when, when we talk about the prophets, you know, this man, this people, or this man that they became pioneers in some sort of way. You know, they became um, a, a voice of hope. Of, of reimagining the future for mm-hmm. people, you know, to call people out uh, of, of injustices and so many things, right? And we see them as raw models, you know, when we talk, when we speak about them, yeah. right? We, we, we use them as examples. Yeah. But you and I always talk about how yeah. we don't know how much distress that we're going through, yeah. how much pressure that we're going through, perhaps the press, you know, that we're going against their own will sometimes, yeah. right? The battle in their souls and their mind emotionally, yeah, yeah. the experiences they had to go through, right? And I think it's not that I'm against um, uh, the, 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 the motivational speaking that is happening right now, mm-hmm. but I, sometimes I feel it's very superficial, mm-hmm. right? But, but when we go back to the narrative of the Bible, when I see prophets and when we see people that are pioneers, they're opening the way, they, they're, they're a voice of hope, they're tackling important subjects, you know, yeah, yeah. subjects that matter. They're always behind all that. There's a battle happening. Yeah. There was sometimes we, uh, we disregard yeah. or we don't touch or people don't know what to do when somebody comes forward. Or they're, they're unaware of it because I think, like, going back to this idea of being a role model is – 
like like Charles Barkley saying that to me the reason why I had a desire to like reshape what how people viewed that word is because pe- like to me when someone like him says that they're saying it because the stigma of being a role model sounds like you're better than other people yeah. mm-hmm. but like what you're saying is like people look at a role model and say oh yeah they're so much better because they don't struggle with those yeah, things yeah, yeah. but little do people know is it's despite their struggle yeah. mm-hmm. it's despite the depression the, the stress the pressure yeah. it's despite everything against them internally saying i you know don't want to do this there's why are you doing this why are you putting everyone above yourself and then despite all of that they choose to do what's right yeah. or they choose to represent you know in a and certain sometimes way people that are successful and in, in, in some sort of way right whatever that means right the people that are thriving and flourishing in yeah. some sort of way um sometimes they're not less the present the person that is no, in yeah. their home in their room oh, right yeah. watching videos they're perhaps the same way yeah. they choose to decide and make a choice yeah to push through it and develop some sort of disciplines or structure that help yeah. them fight through that right yeah 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 so i think that Going back to what we were talking about, uh, what was what what was going on? What battle was going on in that process when you lost your babies, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. Um, I know we talked about this before, but maybe our audience can get a little bit more yeah, of it. Yeah. What was going on in that process? Because I mean, you throw it out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying it's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, easy, yeah. but but man, bro, like yeah. that's heavy, you know. Yeah, it was. Uh, again, going back to the whole, didn't get taught how to how to how to fail. So th- 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 so I'm gonna tell you how I dealt with it. So when we when we lost, uh, we had the four miscarriages. First was were twins, so that's five babies. The the third, pr- second pregnancy, uh, it was only three months. Yeah. That was probably the most normal miscarriage we had. Mm-hmm. The rest were all at seven months or six months pregnant. The heartbeat was stopped. Wow, which is weird because yeah. there's nothing you could do to like prevent it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and obviously now when I look at where I'm at now, mm-hmm. I think like. Um, like, man, like, no matter how much I cried, God, God knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And he knew that, you know, like, it would have been so much harder for me now if I would have had four kids dealing or five kids dealing with, with divorce, you know, like, and, and then whatever it may be. And I don't, I don't think I know why God uh, didn't in- intervene yeah, or, yeah. or he just kind of, he, he said, hey, let it play out. You know how it is. Uh, I do know how he used it, though, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And so, but when I went through that, what would happen was that... Uh, and I'm, I don't know, like, like uh, maybe all guys are this, but I'm like uh, a little bit like, like cheesy, and so I'm the, like, I have sisters, and I'm really kind of feel like I'm sensitive to those kind of emotions, and and when um, my my ex wife would talk about, or we would talk about the losing the babies, I never showed what I felt because I didn't want her to feel yeah. as if I was blaming her mm-hmm. for not being able to have the babies yeah. right. because. It wasn't that the little soldiers were marching. The yeah. little soldiers were marching, <laughs> but there was something in her body that wasn't letting it like fulfill right the purpose of the baby being born. Yeah. And so she and I don't want to make her feel like oh your body something wrong with it, especially yeah, because yeah. she would go and the doctors would say everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I would say yeah everything looks fine, you know. Yeah. But it was just it, something would would happen. There was something at the end of the road that wouldn't let it complete, you know. Yeah. And so for me it was. I just kind of sort of faked it till I made it. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't cry in front of her about mm. that. She would cry, would hug her, would console. Yeah. But bro, I would go to the restroom. Well, when I was at work, yeah, I, would, I used to work in HR and I used to lock the door, but I would just bawl and like cry about like, man, you know, like, yeah. and, I, and especially with all my brothers and sisters started having babies. Yeah. And that's why now I feel like I'm more sensitive when I know when I'm because I have friends of mine that struggle with yeah. like, like uh, getting pregnant and whatnot. Yeah. Um, like now is I'm like I'm more sensitive on Mother's Day on Father's Day on what yeah. that means yeah you know because uh, 
like I didn't get the space to kind of like mourn. Yeah. I yeah. actually mourned years later, and this mm-hmm. was a trip when I had this dream. And again, I don't know if it was a dream, a vision. I ate too much tacos. I don't know what the heck yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but all I remember was that I was, uh, bro, I was, I was sleeping, and then I, I had this dream, vision, whatever, yeah. where I saw these five beautiful kids. Like they were wow. like an 18, 19, 20 year olds. And I remember one particularly, one of the girls, she, she was morenita, she was like dark skin. Her eyes were, were, were achinaditos. Her hair was curly, beautiful, beautiful. She had like, like between hazel and green eyes. And I remember seeing that and in my heart I knew, oh my God, those are my kids. Wow. You know, and like, yeah. I mean, I may go to heaven and there's nothing like that. Maybe it's yeah. like, like una chaparrita, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but that's why I saw it. And I remember for me, the encouragement, the encouragement was um, that, that, that story that says, hey, you can, in the Bible, they can come to you, mm-hmm. but you could go to them, right? Mm-hmm. And bro, I remember, th- this was like five, six years later, I cried, bro, yeah, yeah, about yeah. like losing those babies. I yeah. cried so much. At the same time, I got that like hope of like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll see them one day, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but again, didn't have the space to, yeah, to, of course. to do that, which I feel like now, one of the biggest things for me now is, bro, man, like I have an overabundance of space with you guys. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. You guys have become so close to, to me in that sense where like, I feel like in the last couple of months, yeah. I have been so vulnerable with you guys in spaces and in times that like were unexpected. And yeah. it's like, it feels so good, man. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, but. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say was that, you know, it's interesting how, you know, I appreciate your like vulnerability and honesty yeah. and how you, you know, how those experiences, you know, I think a lot of people, especially those who wrestle with faith or maybe don't, you know, you know, see pastors or see Christians in a certain light, like we, you know, have it all together or that we, you know, oh, it's different when we go through problems because, you know, we have some sort of insight that they don't have. And so I think it's really important that people realize like how you shared, like when you were, first of all, in your marriage, consoling your wife and also having your own moments of, of pain and grieving. And, but there was never this moment of, you knew exactly what God was doing. Oh, yeah. There was, and even up to this day, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you don't, you, you know, you said, you don't, you, maybe God gave you that sense of relief or, you know, comfort knowing that, that he made a way, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we have this certainty about yeah, why it yeah. happened. Yeah. And I think that's really important for people to understand is that 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 we go as as people who say that you're a believer, like we go through life in the same exact way, not always understanding why God put us through these moments Mm -hmm. of pain and hurt and suffering. But but that doesn't. But despite all of that, that we still choose to believe that that he is good and that he has a purpose for us. Yeah, no, 100 percent. And I think that like one of the things um so this one time I was writing this 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 line and it said something like together we have everything. <laughs> and, uh, so well, but if you think about that line, together we have everything. Yeah. The, you, the only reason why you would say that, bro, is because you're being faced with something that seems like you can't overcome on your own. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have to tell yourself, hey, <laughs> we we're gonna get this through this. We we, yeah. we got everything we need. Yeah. We don't have it figured out, but yeah. you know. And like when we're talking about uh, uh, like in the Bible, the prophets that you know like they're glamorous, but we don't know the story. It's one of the, probably the, for me the best, in the sense of uh, of like we don't know a lot of his downfalls is Daniel. Mm. Like Jeremiah, we know he he would cry all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like we knew we knew like <laughs> Jonah, we also knew like the dude yeah, was yeah. you know like all his struggles. But da- Daniel, we actually when we read all, his, he looks perfect mm. until you for until you remember he was a eunuch. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what a eunuch is, what they do is they grab. 
Search it up, right? <laughs> don't click on the pictures, though. Yeah, don't click on the, the pictures. But <laughs> you become a eunuch not in a good way. Yeah. And so just that, like, Daniel doesn't talk about his, his bad side. The only one he doesn't, like, he doesn't mention, like, yeah. like his struggles. All you see is, like, him surviving the lions, yeah. him standing up yeah. to the king. It's the Instagram version of Daniel. Yeah. You yes. see the good yeah. things. <laughs> but when you, who was he? Oh, he was a eunuch. Oh, snap. That means like, that. Do I need to tell you more? Like, yeah. do, do I need to tell you how much he felt like he saw all a bunch of kids running with their parents and he knew he was never going to have that? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what it felt like where, where sometimes he would wake up at night and, and he would, like, his body would react a certain way and there was something there that was that was gone that was not supposed to be gone. Yeah. You know, like, all those... Stuff. By the way, he was castrated. If he was castrated. You yeah, 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 castrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so, like, uh, and yeah, man, like, like, and it's crazy, you know, like, how, how, how we sometimes overlook Sometimes we overlook someone's struggle, you know, like even I mean, I love Tupac, bro. Yeah. And like his best songs are after he somebody tried to shoot him after he came out of jail. <laughs> yeah. After his mom almost overdosed, you know, all these other like all these negative stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but we I was I just saw a DJ Quick's, uh, uh, um, um, you know, documentary uh, unsung. And I was just man, like tragedy after tragedy. I'm like, how come I never knew this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like. Oh, because you don't want to know it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you don't want to know it. It's true. Seen all the abuse out that man. He ain't my father, but they always come in twos. How I used to laugh at all the jokes he used to make, but lately I've been feeling numb by all the jerks used to date. I'm in my room, lock my door, and put my music on ten, praying to God to help me, Lord, hoping that man don't come in. Wow.